Welcome to the Seed of Life Church Houston Social Media Church Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Pastor Ellis Daly. For the next several moments on this midweek Bible study, we're going to be studying basic end-time prophecy, Eschatology 101. So take your Bibles out and take some good notes and follow along with us. Let's have a word of prayer and get right into the broadcast. Father God, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for these, your people, who have come to hear the word of God tonight. We pray, Father God, that you would think through my mind and speak through my lips and that your word would come forth unhindered and unchecked by any outside or opposing force. We give you praise in advance for all the signs and all the wonders and all the miracles of God that you're going to do for these, your people today. In Jesus name, Father God, we pray that you would release the spirit of truth with revelation unto your people to prepare them for the things that are coming upon the earth as we live and breathe today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Turn with me in your Bibles. Let's go. First stop, I want to, uh, praise God, introduce this series to you, first of all, for the next uh, four or five uh, Wednesday nights, every Wednesday night in October, we're going to be studying in the midweek Bible study, basic end-time prophecy. I've been asked by a whole lot of people, even my wife, she asked me that you need to teach more on the end times because these are the times that we're coming into, the things that the Bible says that are manifesting right before us. Even as we live under this COVID-19 status, the Bible has a word of assurance and hope to make you understand and know that God is still in control. Praise the name of the Lord. So let's get started. The first event on the end time calendar. We're going to be talking about the hope of glory, which is the rapture of the church. But we want to also let you know that, amen, hallelujah, what the plan of God is concerning these these last days. Amen. Let's look at it. How do I know that we're in the last days? Go to Second Timothy, Second Timothy, chapter three. We're talking about, hallelujah, the hope of glory, the rapture of the church, the first event in the Day of the Lord. Amen. Now, when I talk about the day of the Lord, and you're going to have to be able to follow along in more than one place. When I talk about the day of the Lord, we're talking about uh, several events in the end time calendar as this 2000 years of church grace comes to an end. The first event. Hallelujah. In the end time calendar. Hallelujah. Concerning the day of the Lord is the rapture of the church. The Bible calls it the hope of glory. But first, let me set the, the, the tone for you. We are in the last days. When I say the last days, I'm not saying something to you to make you afraid. I'm, I'm, I want you to know that God has a plan and his plan, praise God, is not uh, to make you afraid, but to assure you that he has planned, amen, your destiny from beginning to end, and you're about to receive uh, the consummation of your salvation. And we need to live rapture ready lives, stay on fire for God, walk in love and forgiveness because Jesus Christ is soon to return to receive his church. And we need to be ready if we're going to go in. Hallelujah with Jesus. Amen. But we are living in the last days. Look at it. Second Timothy chapter three. Let's go there. We need to show you that you are in the last days and we need to show you according to the word of God. What God has to say about the times that we live in. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, let's go to verse number 1. Let's start there. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse one, number 1. Paul wrote and he said, 
Know this also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Stop right there. How many know we're living in a perilous times? Amen. One of the first manifestations of the activation of God's plan for consummation will be that perilous times would come. And that not just that the peril would come on the world. Peril has to do with times that are difficult and hard to deal with. I'm telling you, folks, we're living in that time and the and the solutions that is going to take to get us through this dark time that we live in. It's number one, the word of God. Number two, the Holy Spirit. And number three, understanding what God has to say about the times that we live in. Praise God. He said this. Know this also that in the last days, perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves. Look at that. Covenants, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. There's going to be an air of disrespect in the world, unthankful and unholy without natural affection. Now, I understand what that means without natural affection. You know, used to be that you you when I was a kid, you can walk down the street. And if you've seen uh, uh, people who are your elders, you say, uh, good evening. Or How you doing? People would, you know, have natural uh, customs of greeting each other. You don't do that nowadays. People walk by you, praise God. And, you know, they don't you know, they don't greet each other. Just the natural affections that we used to have are deteriorating. All you have to do is look at these hate groups and people stirring the pot of racism to, to, to uh, uh, you know, to race bait people into hating one another. And that's the time that we're living in right now. Without natural affections, truce breakers, that's covenant breakers. That's why you got a lot of divorces. Truce breakers, you know, no peace between people and nations. False accusers, incontinence, fierce despisers of those that are good. You have traitors. They're heady, high-minded lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof for such turn away. Now, understand, I want you to look at the part that it says having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. You know, you know, the church needs to be on fire for God at this time. The church needs to be preaching the end time gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not just, you know, just because we go through a hard time, we start preaching it. But that ought to be a normal staple in the local church. I'm telling you, folks, I was saved for about five or six years and had never heard about the hope of glory. I never will forget it. Praise God. I was laying on my couch back in 1994. Praise God. 1995 or something like that. And uh, I had been saved since 85, so I'd, I guess I, hey man, hadn't heard it in 10 years. And Pastor John Osteen came on television. He was on the uh, Family Channel at the time, and he began to preach on the hope of glory. I had been saved 10 years, going to church every Sunday, working in the church, going to two services on Sunday, and had never heard about the rapture of the church in this denomination denominational church that I attended. Now, nothing, nothing against the church. I'm just telling you, you know, you find light where you find it. Praise God. So don't feel bad about not having heard about this before. Now you're about to get the word of God so that you can, amen, be encouraged and live rapture-ready lives and come out of the darkness that's in the world and prepare yourself to receive the promise of the hope of glory. Praise the name of the Lord, because these are the last days that we that we're living in. 
Now, the church also, amen, you know, we have a spirit of entertainment that's in the church. We're not interested in what the hand of God is doing in the earth. We're setting our own agenda. The church is getting so involved in politics till it's dividing the church and they don't see it. They don't see it, but it's going to play a role. It's going to play a role. Watch this now. It's going to play a role in the falling away of the church because the church is going to be divided in the last days. And I'm going to show you that in the word of God. That's going to lead, turn a whole lot of people off. People are going to depart from the church and uh, praise God. And then that's when it's really going to get bad. But I'm telling you something. I got some good news for you tonight. Jesus Christ has a plan to get you out of this mess. This is not about escapism, but it is about an escape. And it's called the rapture of the church. Jesus made the promise. Let's look at it. He made the promise uh, for the rapture of the church. Look at John chapter 14, verse 3. Jesus promised this. The promise came from Jesus, so it's real. Jesus said, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there, you will be also praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Where I am, you may be also. He went further and said in John chapter uh, uh, 14, verse 28, Jesus said, you have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I go unto my father for my father is greater than I praise God. So this message is not intended to bring fear, to bring uncertainty, but it's, it's to bring assurance that God not only a man sees and knows all things, but he has a plan for his people in this earth and it's called the hope of glory, which is the rapture of the church. Now I understand if you are a Christian saved and filled with the Holy Spirit who calls Jesus Christ your Lord, you must believe in this or you're not saved. Praise God. That's the only way I can say it. Because upon this doctrine, the doctrine of the rapture or the catching away of the church is the central doctrine of the Christian faith. Without it, amen, our salvation will mean nothing. Praise God. It has to do with the translation of our bodies, our physical bodies into glorified bodies and to be taken out of this earth to be with the Lord. Amen. At the trump of God. Let's look at it. Look at first Thessalonians. We're talking about the hope of glory. Now, the first event in the end time calendar is the rapture of the church. Now, a lot of people say, well, wait a minute. I don't know if I believe that. No matter if you believe it or not, it's written in the Bible. We're going to show you this in the Bible. And I want you to take some good notes. Amen. I understand some of you may be listening. Amen. And you've never heard this preached in your church. Take some good notes and go bring it to your man and woman of God. And they'll tell you that, yep, what this brother is preaching is the truth. This pastor is telling you the truth. Amen. And it's in the word of God. Let's look at it. Talking about the hope of glory, the rapture of the church, the first event in the in the day of the Lord. The Bible says this. Paul taught. First Thessalonians chapter four, verse 13, he said this. But I would not have you to be ignorant concerning them which are asleep or dead, that you sorrow not even as others that have no hope. Amen. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, 
Even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Praise God. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain, there is a generation of Christians that shall be present in this earth at the coming of the Lord. Now understand, I'm talking about the coming of the Lord. The coming of the Lord is when he comes with a man, the spirits of all our loved ones that are being passed on. Amen. They are currently right now, the Bible says to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. So their spirits ascend into heaven and in a place of rest called paradise. Amen. Praise God. But at the trump of God, the Bible is teaching here that Jesus Christ will descend, glory to God, into the clouds and bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. Let me read it to you. He said, so if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or go before them which are asleep. For the Lord himself, here it is, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And here it is, the dead in Christ, the dead in Christ, all our loved ones who died believing in Jesus, all our loved ones who who served God with all their life, all our loved ones who are in covenant with God, all our loved ones who really loved, amen, the Lord Jesus. The dead in Christ, those who died believing in Christ shall rise first. That meaning that when he comes with their spirits, they descend into the graves, the mausoleums and wherever the tombs are. And amen, they take up their bodies. You are a triune being made in the image of God and you need your, your, your body to stand before God. Amen. The Holy Spirit's work in the rapture is to resurrect glory to God, make alive that which was dead. Amen. And bring back to life. The Bible says this right here. It says and the dead in Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Look at verse 17. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them. There's a generation of people that shall be on the face of the earth when that trump sounds and that archangel calls to life all those who died in Jesus and we all together, praise God, shall be translated in a moment and in a twinkling of an eye, the dead in Christ rising first, and then those of us who are alive and remain shall be caught up, translated. Watch this now. Watch this now. Caught up, translated to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Look what Paul said, verse 18. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So the, when we talk about the hope of glory and the rapture of the church, it's not to bring fear on you. Is to bring comfort on you that God has a plan of evacuating his church out of this earth and out of this world system that is currently deteriorating in every moral aspect that I mentioned in the opening. Praise God. The cold love, the wars and rumors of wars, the pandemics, 
the sickness and disease, the earthquake in diverse places, amen, the tsunamis, amen, the weather systems that go about killing people are increasing because the evil that's in the earth, amen, is about to be judged. Glory to God, hallelujah. And the devil knows that he don't have much time and amen, he's trying all that he can, glory to God, to kill people and, and take them out before they can hear the everlasting gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ which I'm preaching to you tonight. Praise God. Now, this message, just like Paul wrote in verse 18, is intended to bring comfort. You should not sorrow as those who have no hope. When a believer dies, we shouldn't have a whole lot of crying. Praise God. When a believer dies and you know that your, your loved one believed in the Lord Jesus, there ought to be some kind of rejoicing. There ought to be some kind of celebrating because those people are going on to their heavenly reward awaiting the for the clothing of their glorified bodies at the rapture of the church. This event I'm talking about right here. But what are you saying, Pastor Stelly? What do you mean the glorified body? Well, let's look at it. It's in the Bible. Amen. It's in the Bible. Look at first Corinthians. Hallelujah. So you ought to know this. You ought to have this as a part of your public witness. When somebody asks you, why are you saved? What's going to happen to you when you die? You as a believer, not your pastor, not the preacher on television. You as a believer ought to know what the word of God has to say about this. Amen. Look at first Corinthians chapter 15. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 15. We're talking about uh, what's happening, the event, it's called the rapture of the church. It's the hope of glory. What happens? We come, amen, to a place in, in the prophetic calendar, the 2,000 years of church grace is ending, and all of a sudden, an angel uh, makes a loud call to awaken all those, amen, who are in paradise currently, amen, resting, amen, and Jesus descends from off of the throne. Glory to God. Amen. And he descends into the atmosphere of the earth in the clouds. Praise God. And the spirits of all our loved ones and all those people from all generations that died believing in Jesus proceed past him into the places where they were once buried in this earth to take up their human remains. Glory to God and be translated and glorified, never able to die again. And the generation of the righteous that are alive on the earth at the time also are translated and changed in a moment and in a twinkling of an eye. And we we ascend into the clouds to meet the Lord. Now you say, I've never heard that. I didn't either, but it's written in the Bible. Glory to God. And if you are a Christian and you don't believe this, just go ask your pastor. Amen. If you don't believe this, you're not saved. Glory to God. Because either you're going to believe the whole gospel or you won't believe any of it. Glory to God. Because if this part of the Bible is not true, let me tell you something. We can go back into the world. We can go back to the nightclubs. We can quit trying to live for God. If this part of it, it ain't, it's not true. Then we are the most miserable of men. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Honey, I'm telling you, there's going to come a time in this nation called America, where America would descend. Watch this now, because of the rapture of the church. Now, a lot of, a lot of Americans believe that Jesus is Lord. That's all it takes. All you got to do is believe that Jesus is Lord. Well, you, you, you don't have to live for him. Well, sure, you got to live for him. Amen. God's not a fool. But if you believe that Jesus is Lord and you're living for him, 
When that angel makes that call and the, and the people in paradise descend into the earth and to, to the places where they are buried and take up their, their new glorified bodies and we are changed and we meet the Lord in the air, you're going to be in that number. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, if you're walking around with unforgiveness in your heart, racism and hatred toward toward people because of the color of their skin, blaming other folks for your misfortunes in life, I'm telling you something, you're not going in. I don't care who told you to do it. It could be all this spiritual wickedness in high places. This this stuff they got going on in the political system is going to be judged. Glory to God. There ain't no way in the world you can make me believe that God would use a homemonger line, a person with a lying spirit stirring the pot of racism to do his will. Darkness cannot lead light. I don't care what kind of deal was made on the side. I'm telling you, God's going to judge unrighteousness. And a lot of people are going to be left behind, amen, to live under the tribulation period because they've never heard this message that I'm preaching concerning the, the, the hope of glory in the rapture of the church. And therefore, they won't be, you know, they won't be getting ready. They'll still be out uh, in the nightclub Friday night and in, and in the church Sunday morning. Amen. They'll still be, praise God, amen, buying their liquor, praise God, amen. Hallelujah. And singing in the choir. Amen. Hallelujah. They'll, they'll be out there, praise God, with racism in their heart, believing, amen, that they can still make it to heaven. No, that, that's not going to work. They'll be believing that they, God called them to preach and they're using curse words. And I don't care what big name preacher you are friends of. God ain't called no rapper to curse as he's ministering the word of God. And, and put on all kind of shenanigans and entertainment for people and then curse and say, God told him to blankety blank that. I don't care what big name preacher, you know, that's not from God. And you need to be able to discern the times that you live in. We need to put on godliness. We need to put on holiness. We need to put on praise God, purity at all costs. If you got sin in your life, all you got to do is ask God to forgive you. Say, Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I know I'm wrong. Forgive me right now. According to your word in Psalms 86, verse 5, for thou, Lord, are good and ready to forgive and plentiness and mercy to all those who call upon you. Father God, forgive me right now. Forgive me of all my sins. I want to be right with you and God will forgive you. Amen. But this rapture, this event is going to take place and you need to be ready. Because it can happen on a moment's notice. Your salvation is redeemable on a moment's notice. Glory to God. You can be at work and, and that call happens. And you know what? All they're going to find is your clothes at your desk. Glory to God. You could be a man, praise God, flying an airplane. And when God call you out of that airplane, you know what? They better have somebody who ain't saved that can fly it. Because that plane is going to go down. Praise God. You can be, praise God, working uh a construction job and all of a sudden you're gone. Your children can be in school, but because you have taught your children the word of God and kept them before the Lord and you've been a priest in your home and you've watched over your family spiritually. When that call comes, you ain't got to worry about where are my children? They're going to be right there with you. Praise God because God knows what he's doing. Amen. Our bodies are going to be translated and glorified. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 35. Amen. Because the Bible says there's appointed a time for every man to die and then the judgment. 
So we're going to be changed. We're going to experience death. There's a generation of Christians that are walking this earth right now that will only see death but for 100,000 of a second and be made alive forevermore, not ever being able to die. That's, that's the same time it takes for you to blink your eye. Praise God. That's how long it'll take for you to be translated. Look at it. It's in the word of God. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 35. We're talking about the hope of glory. The Bible says, but some men will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what bodies do they come? Paul said it like this. He said, thou fool, that's what thou sawest. Amen. Is not quickened or made alive except it die. So you're not going to experience God unless you go through the process that Jesus went through. But it won't be but for a moment and a twinkling of an eye. Look what he said. Verse 37. And that which thou sawest, thou sawest not that body that shall be, but bear grain. It may chance of wheat or of some other grain. But God give it a body as it had pleased him and to every seed his own body. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men and another flesh of beasts and another of fishes and another of birds. In other words, Paul said there is a body of believers. This won't this won't apply to animals and your dogs and, and your cats. I know that's that, that might, you know, praise God, hurt a lot of y'all feelings. But the human flesh is the flesh that God made like himself. And that's what we're talking about right now. Look at it. Look what he says. Glory to God. Look at verse 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in, in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor or death, and it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, you know, physical weakness, and it is raised in power. Amen. It is sown a natural body and raised a spiritual body. There's a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Glory to God. Look at now. Let's go all the way down. I don't want to take up too much time. Let's go all the way down to verse number 50. Amen. He said, now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So when you go to heaven, this flesh and blood body has to be changed. Amen. When you stand before the Lord, you won't be standing in your flesh and blood body. Glory to God. Look at it. He said, uh, praise God. Flesh and blood cannot uh, inherit the kingdom of God. Neither do corruption inherit corruption. Why? Because when Adam sinned, sin came into the very person of man and sin can't stand before God. So your bodies are going to have to be changed. Amen. Look what Paul said. Verse 51. But I show you a mystery talking about the glorified body that's going to be that we're going to receive at the rapture of the church. He said, but I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Glory to God. How in a moment and in a twinkling of an eye, when at the last trump and the trump shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. And that's happening at the rapture of the church. Glory to God. Now, I understand I said you're going to have to be able to follow along. Amen. With your understanding and ask the Holy Spirit to show you are these things true. These things are written in the Bible. We don't hear about it. Now we hear about a whole lot of other stuff, but we don't hear about this. This is the body that Jesus had when he came out of the grave in John chapter 20. Mary uh, went to Jesus after she realized who he is. She said, Rabbi, and he told her this. He said, touch me not. For I have not ascended unto my father and your father unto my God and my God. He had been glorified. 
Amen. The glorified body has the ability, amen, glory to God, to translate itself and move through the spirit realm and the natural realm. You know, that glorified body was the same body that Jesus tried to show them on the mountain of transfiguration over there in Matthew chapter 17. When they all went to prayer and, and Jesus went up on the mountain and the Bible says he was transfigured as white as lightning. And they seen him and thought, amen, my God is good that we be here. He spoke with Elijah. He spoke with Moses. They were discussing the things of the end time and what was about to take place in the earth. And you know what? Glory to God. They say it's good that we were here. Let us go build three tabernacles, one for Moses, one for Elijah, one for Jesus. And God spoke and said this. He said, this is my beloved son. Hear him. Glory to God. That same glorified body. Amen. That that body that Jesus showed them as a preview that this was the kind of body you are going to have when you stand before my father. Glory to God. That same body moved through the wall when 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 Thomas wasn't there. He said, I won't believe unless I put my fingers in his side and see the nail prints in his hand. And Jesus glorified body came through the walls and stood before them and say, see, here's my body. And they thought they seen his feet. He say, for a ghost has not flesh and blood touch me. It was a real body. It wasn't a spiritual body. It was a real body with supernatural attributes and supernatural abilities. The glorified body. Glory to God. Amen. And we're going to have that kind of body put upon us or received by us at the rapture of the church, which is the hope of glory. A body that can never die again. A body that can never be sick. A body that absolutely will not age. Glory to God. And matter of fact, if it, as we get into uh, the rewards of God, we're going to see that once we get to heaven, Amen. In heaven, glory to God. I, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but there's a river in heaven called the, the river of life that as you drink from it, you'll get younger and younger with each sip. Glory to God. Amen. And that's where we're headed, folks. When we talk about eschatology, we're studying the uh, it's the study of last things. And you need to have this as a part of your public witness. That's what you get this in you. You won't be able to be deceived by Jehovah's Witnesses. You won't be able to be deceived by the Mormons. You won't be able to be deceived by the Buddhists and, and praise God. You won't be able to be deceived by a false Christian religions. All this new stuff that's coming up, new age and stuff like that. You'll be thoroughly grounded and rooted in God, believing in the hope of glory. And nobody will be able to move you from it in Jesus name. Now, let's look at it a little further because, you know, I don't want you to leave here with, without any teaching. You know, God, Jesus said this, and God's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should have need to repent. Now, why should we know this? It's because we have to get out of here, saints. Now, understand when we talk about amen, glory to God, uh, God cannot lie. The Bible says in Numbers 23, 19, God's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should have need to repent. You've got to understand that you've got a hope. God has a plan for you and your family. And that plan is to take you in to his home. Remember, Jesus made the promise over there in John chapter 14. He said, if I if I go away, I prepare a place for you and I come again. Amen. Praise God. Well, let's look at it. Let's look at it. Now, one of the things as we get into these teachings on these midweek service, one of the things that we're going to have to understand when people say, well, when is this going to happen? Well, first of all, when you're studying eschatology and the study of last things in the end time, 
first thing you have to understand is that date setting is wrong. You have a lot of people. They'll go out there and say, this is going to happen in three years. They profit line is what I call them. Most of the people, and I, I, I say this without any shame. Most people who call themselves prophets are false prophets. Because if you read the Bible, that is not history. That is just for everybody who say there's a prophet. Praise God. And most of them don't know the word of God. Most of them are not studied. They have not studied to show themselves approved. And most of them don't have working knowledge of the prophecies that are already written in the Bible. And so therefore, when they tell you something, I mean, we all got the gift of encouragement and edification in prophecy. But I'm talking about a person that's speaking something and it comes to pass. Most of them are not that. Praise God. All you got to do is check them at their word level. And they are, I mean, if you're a prophet, you ought to know the word of God. And if you don't know the word of God, you are no prophet. Amen. You're a false prophet. Praise God. Amen. Now understand, understand that's the time we living in. And so some of them people will come forth and they'll give you dates and times. That's not from God. Matthew chapter 24, verse 36 says that no man knows the day nor hour talking about for these things to begin. Amen. Hallelujah. No, not the angels in heaven, but the father only. But the Bible does say, and this is why I come to you tonight. And in Matthew, praise God, 24, 33, it says, but you will know when it is near, even at the door. So God wants you to know that. Praise God. God wants you to know that these are the end times. You need to be ready. You need to have your spiritual house in order. You need to have all your sins confessed. You need to be walking in love and forgiveness toward people. If you're a hard hearted, prideful person, full of hatred and black heartedness, you can go back out in the world because you're not coming in. Transformation must take place in your life. You must take on a born again lifestyle. You must walk in love even toward your enemies, even toward people who don't respect you, even toward people who you know are not treating you right. You need to walk in love and forgiveness toward them because when Jesus comes back, you don't want that to be the thing that keeps you out. Glory to God. You don't want to be waving at your loved ones and as they descend, into the heavens. The world, this happening, this event is going to shake the entire foundation of the world and it's soon to take place. Haggai 2 6 says, In the last days, the Lord said this, I will shake every nation, saith the Lord. And I'm telling you, the devil knows he don't have but a short time left. So he's going about trying to create pandemics and, and cause wars and, and cause racial hatred. Cold love is is manifesting. All these things are happening all at once. And if you're going to be an end time uh, believer, you're going to have to be able to discern your the very environment that you're living in and in order to walk. Watch this now. In order to walk softly before the Lord and be recognized by him as his child. Amen. Walking in love, walking in forgiveness, having your own sins forgiven. Honey, you can't pray to God to ask him to forgive you of your sin if you won't forgive your brother who you see every day. We got some things happening in America right now. Racism being stirred by the highest office of the land. Praise God. Why the devil is killing people with a pandemic because of the division that's in the land. God, we need to be praying to God according to Jeremiah 30, 17. You said, Father God, in your word that you will heal us, restore us, amen, and heal all our wounds. You will restore us unto health and heal all our wounds, Father. Heal our land. That's what you ought to be praying every night. 
You ought to be praying against the spirit, uh, the demon spirit named coronavirus and cursing it every night and commanding it to die in Jesus name. Amen. Listen to me, child of God. The hope of glory is real. The rapture of the church is real. And it's the first event. Now, why do we need the rapture of the church? Well, let's look at it. Look at uh, Luke chapter 21. Because, you know, we all need to know about this time. Jesus' disciples even asked him about the times that they live in. This is the only generation that I've ever seen that are that is not concerned about the times in which they live. Amen. Hallelujah. See, they even asked Jesus. Look at look over there, Luke 21, 7 and 8. They asked Jesus, said, teacher, they asked, when would these things happen? And what would be the sign that they are about to take place? Verse eight, Jesus replied, watch out that you are not deceived. For many will come in my name claiming I am he and the time is near. Jesus said this, don't follow. Glory to God. Honey, the only thing you need to do is keep your nose in the word of God and keep your spiritual ear open because God has a plan for his church. Glory to God. Now more than ever, you need to go into your local church and support your pastor, your man and your woman of God. Give into the church. Give of your resources. The church needs to be strong in this last day. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Even as you set apart, amen, you ought to be cooperating with whatever plan your man and your woman of God has for you to get the word of God. At our church, we have a webcast. At our church, we have a radio broadcast. At our church, we have a social media broadcast. At our church, we have a podcast that's going all over the world and to our people. And we are staying engaged with our people as we walk in wisdom. Because we're not going to give in to the demon spirit called coronavirus or operate in ignorance and have people die just by sitting around each other. Honey, that spirit don't care who it killed. It's on the president of the United States right now. God, let me tell you something. When you don't operate in wisdom, you can't hold God. You can't get mad at God when something come on you. Glory to God. I mean, that person was not operating in wisdom. And guess what? The whole White House is infected by that spirit. Glory to God. The spirit of ignorance by not walking in wisdom. Honey, I'm telling you, I'm going to watch over the people of the seat of life and do what God told me to do. I'm not trying to keep up with anybody else or do something somebody else is doing. Until I get the all clear from God, I'm going to be a faithful steward of the souls and the spirits that God has given us as we study the word of God. Amen and amen. Now, listen to this. I said that we need to know about this time that we live in. And God wants you to know about it because, amen, this stuff is not for you. It's for the world. Look at, uh, tell you what, last scripture, we'll go, we'll close this one out tonight. Look at Luke chapter, uh, chapter 21, verse 35. Let's look at that. See, this is not about escapism. Because a lot of people are in escapism, you know, let's just go up on the mountain and and quit working and just wait on the Lord. You can do that if you want to, but that's not what Jesus said. Honey, it's not about escapism. It's about a great escape. Glory to God. He's going to get you out of this mess at a precise time and at a precise calling. Look over there, Luke 21. Verse number 35, I believe it says this. Hallelujah. No, look at verse 34. 
The Bible says, and take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with pseudoprens and drunkenness and the cares of this life, and so that they come upon you unawares. For as a snare, it shall come upon all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy. Watch this to escape all these things that shall come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. Glory to God. Jesus said that. Amen. Honey, Jesus said there's going to be some people in the earth not paying attention. There are going to be some people in the earth, you know, hating each other. Praise God and not operating in love and in faith. There are going to be some people in the earth who think they got an inside track to God just because of the color of their skin, which is a lie. Amen. Glory to God. The most segregated time in American life is on Sundays. Amen. Glory to God. Honey, I'm telling you, God didn't come back. He's not coming back for a color of people. He's coming back for the color of the blood that are in them people. He made many people out of one blood. Amen. Glory to God. And this demon spirit of racism is going to have to be dealt with in this nation. Glory to God if it's going to continue. Amen. And amen. So I want you to be ready. I want you to get your minds, amen, renewed on the word of God. I want you to get your houses in order and come out of the world. Praise God. Come out of where it don't matter what denomination you're in. God got, got a people in every denomination. He's got people in the Baptist church, the, the, the word of faith church, the holiness church, the Presbyterian, the Lutheran, the Catholic. Hallelujah. The church of God, the church of God in Christ, the holiness deliverance. I don't care what church you're in. You got to believe in this right here. Because it's the basis of our whole Christian faith. Praise God and amen. Well, that's all I have for you tonight on this initial uh, Bible teaching of the end times. We studied the rapture of the church and how the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 through 18, amen, that Christ would descend into the clouds and, and amen, and the dead in Christ, amen, would rise first. And those of us, a living generation of believers that will only experience death, but for a moment in a twinkling of an eye, put on our glorified bodies, be translated up into the air to meet the Lord. And thus shall we always be with the Lord. Amen and amen. Next week, we're going to look at the Bema seat, the next stop. Amen. After we're raptured, we sit before God, Jesus on the throne as he judges us to be a man faithful to receive our rewards at the Bema seat of Christ. And that's where we receive our robes and our, our crowns of, of reward. Amen. Uh, as we await, amen, the further instructions of the Lord as the world begins to go through the seven year tribulation. Amen and amen. I'm Pastor Ellis Stelly. Let's just bow our heads. If you're not ready to meet the Lord, if you're not sure, amen, about this hope of glory, you need to be, amen. You need to confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You want you and your whole family to go in. Just pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know without you I'm lost. I know without you I would die and go to hell. Dear Lord Jesus, I don't want to die and go to hell. I don't want to be left behind. Lord Jesus, I make you my Lord and Savior. I believe you are the son of God. I believe God raised you from the dead. I believe you're coming again at the rapture of the church to receive your church. And Jesus, I want to be with you. Jesus, I receive forgiveness of all my sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I repent of my doubt and unbelief. And I receive you now in my heart as my Lord and Savior. 
and I'm saved. My friend, if you prayed that prayer, I believe you got born again. Get into the word of God. Follow along with us on this whole month of October. Every midweek service, we're going to be ministering the word of God concerning basic Bible end time prophecy to get you ready for what's about to happen in the earth. In Jesus' name. Until next week, I'm Pastor Ellis Stell on behalf of my wife Charlotte and our children, Jaden and Naomi, and the anointed people of Seed of Life Church, our Seed of Life Church family. We want you to know and, and remember that Jesus is Lord. See you next week.